When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Thursday, everybody, and welcome to the Porch. It is the VolQuest Baseball Podcast. is presented by every single week here in the baseball season. Our friends Spivey King and Spivey, LLP, Matthew A. Spivey, J. Matt King, and Richard A. Spivey. You got a problem? Let them find a solution for you. As TN Trial Lawyers that specialize in criminal defense, family law, and personal injury, give them a call today for a free consultation if you have the need at 423-245-4185 or visit them online at SpiveyKingAndSpiveyLLP.com. Uh, fun time of the year, guys. Regional play. It kicks off tomorrow. I'm excited. I am uh, I'm excited because, and something we'll talk about today, and I'll, I'll catch up with Luke Lipsius, VFL, who's coming up in about, about 15 minutes. Um, Tennessee is built for this time of the year. I wrote about it on Thursday. I, hope you got, or I wrote about it earlier today. I hope you guys had a chance to go read it. I'm um, talking about the pitching. And uh, has pitching been perfect this year? No. I mean, we know that. Pitching's not been perfect this year. But the quality of arms and the depth that you have, um, you build your roster this way for this time of the year. And, and here you are, right? I mean, that's one of the reasons why Tennessee won the SEC tournament last year because you just had quality pitchers and all that kind of working in your favor. Um, you know, regional play, um, it, it's, it's a new beast, right? Uh, Tennessee did not get the – I'm not going to say they didn't get the regional host off that they wanted. Uh, the conversation was all last week that – they were going to be positioned in one of the lower hosting sites, okay? That was kind of the feel. That was the talk. They were going to be at one of the lower hosting sites. Um, obviously, they did not go to Indiana State, who ended up being the 15, I believe. Uh, the 16 was Alabama. You weren't going there. Auburn, Kentucky, they were one of the, the couple of the lower, you know, seated host sites. And so you, you weren't going to go there. Um, ended up being Clemson, and um, you know it's Clemson's the fourth overall seed, right? It's kind of a tough draw when you look at it like that. However, it's paired up with the Auburn Regional, who was 13th overall seed. And if you are one game at a time, but if you are getting out of the Clemson Regional, the path to Omaha is a little bit more sweeter because if you were positioned at one of those lower host sites, maybe in Indiana State or uh, you know it, the projections, okay, had Indiana State being the 16th overall seed. Tennessee projected to go there. That's paired up with Winston-Salem and number one Wake Forest, right? So the point is, it would be a tougher path to get to Omaha. Um, one game at a time, but if you win this Clemson Regional, your path is a little bit easier, quote-unquote, if you say that. Auburn is going to be tough. Southern Miss is the number two in that uh, in that region. So we'll see exactly you know what happens as the weekend goes on. But um, the more and more I dive into this regional, guys, the more and more I like Tennessee. I do. I do. Um, I, I'll have a uh, a preview coming out, kind of preview and breaking down. You know, Grant Ramey gave a, a quick little preview right after Selection Show was on, on Monday, and I took some of what he did. I added to it. I put a whole bunch of links down there, some stats, and um, it took me 
took me a couple hours to be completely honest with you. Normally previews don't take me that long, um, but uh, it took me a couple hours and um, I'll have that out there tomorrow, uh, you know, about around lunchtime, volquest.com. And, um, you know, you, you can learn more about, you know, each team in this region. But uh, guys, I, the more and more I dig into it, the more and more I, I just like Tennessee um, in this region. Uh, let's start with Charlotte. Okay. Let's start with Charlotte. Uh, Tennessee will square off against Charlotte tonight, uh, tomorrow night, six o'clock Eastern time. And uh, that'll be on ESPNU, and that'll be the second game. Clemson elected to play in the afternoon. Uh, they will take on Lipscomb, the four seed, and uh, that'll be on ESPN+. And the winner of those two games will play Saturday at 6 o'clock. The losers of those two games will play an elimination game at noon on Saturday. So uh, let's look at Charlotte first. And uh, it was announced that Charlotte is going to start uh, the a lefty by the name of, I can't find him, hold on, let's see, a lefty by the name of Colin Kramer, okay, so, so far on the season, um, you know, he's 6-4, four, 455 ERA, he's made 12 starts, 19 appearances on the season, giving up three home runs, struck out 64, he's made a couple of really nice relief appearances, opponents are hitting 268 against him though, but I think that average can be a little inflated though, because um, if you remember, you know, he had some relief appearances, so some of those uh, innings uh, were dwindled down. But he's been pretty solid. He's been a Sunday starter, has some decent numbers, um, but he's going to give it a go against Tennessee and the opener, maybe because they are saving Cameron Hansen or the former Kentucky hurler, Wyatt Hudefall, I believe is how you say his name, uh, for maybe an elimination game on Saturday. I don't know, but that's who Tennessee is going to be getting. Um, the pitching overall for uh, for Charlotte, it's you know 62nd in the country, a 489 ERA. Uh, they're averaging giving up just a little over five and a half runs per game. Um, that's 52nd in the country. Their WHIP is at 138, 1.38. That's 36th in the country. They don't walk a lot of guys. Um, in the uh, in the order or in the, in the lineup, if you will, it's all about Cam Fisher. That's the name that we know uh, locally. He played at Hardin Valley Academy. He played a little Juco. He made his way to Charlotte. He is the nation leader in home runs with 30 on the season right now. Dude's going to get drafted, okay? Dude is going to get drafted uh, this summer. And uh, if not, he'll bring him back home to Tennessee, right? Um, he hits third the order. He has more walks than strikeouts on the season. 61 walks, okay? 56 strikeouts. Uh, he's doubled 12 times. He's stolen eight bags, eight for eight and stolen base attempts. So he is the guy that you got to look out for in that order. Uh, Brandon Stalman, Jack Drugham have combined for eight home runs. They both driven in 40 plus runs. They're hitting 293 and 286. Those are pretty solid players. Center fielder Jake Cunningham, second baseman and former Vol Austin Knight. They've each hit double-digit home runs with 11 on the season as well. So they've got some pop in the order. Um, but but overall, you know, not nothing that would compare to Tennessee, in my opinion. Uh, they do have 90 home runs. That's 34th in the country. Uh, they have a 261 average. That's obviously almost 250th in the country when you're looking at rankings. And they score a uh, just under seven runs per game. Uh, how Charlotte got there was, well, they punched their ticket, winning the Conference USA Tournament as a three-seed and uh, they had the 67 RPI, 46 strength of schedule. Uh, that is who Tennessee squares off with Friday night. If Tennessee were to win, and if Clemson were to win tomorrow, Saturday at 6 o'clock, it would be Tennessee and Clemson. Clemson is the fourth overall seed. They had a really good uh, year. Closed the season really, really strong, did Clemson. Uh, they won the ACC tournament as a two seed. They had the sixth, number six in the RPI, the sixth toughest strength of schedule. Um 
they're a station-to-station team offensively, okay? The power numbers really aren't impressive, to be completely honest with you. Uh, they score 7.36 runs per game. That's 86 in the country. Um, they 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 hit for average. They hit well. 305 is the average. That's 26 in the country. Um, but only 59 home runs. That's well into the 100s. Uh, they have some talent in the lineup, okay? However, they only have two players who have hit double-digit home runs. Really interesting, okay? So you've got Caden Grice, who has 16 home runs, 63 RBI on the season. He's the power source. You have infielder Billy Amick, who was limited to just 43 games, 418 batting average, 12 home runs, 58 RBI, okay? So only two players who have hit double-digit home runs. However, six regulars in the Clemson lineup are hitting 300 or better, uh, just two passing the 10 home run mark. Six have driven in 40-plus runs. That's noteworthy. Um, let's see here. Three have double-digit steals on the year, but Benjamin Blackwell has stolen 25 bags, so watch out for Benjamin Blackwell when he is on the base pass. Also, can, uh, Cam Canerola, I think that's how you say his name, ACC Freshman of the Year. He leads, or he's actually second on the team with a 386 batting average. He's stolen 24 bags. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. So he's a guy that you want to look out for. Um, outfielder Will Taylor, he's hitting 362. Uh, utility Cooper Engel, he's hitting 336. Uh, they both have got 16 doubles and 11 home runs on the season, driven in 46 runs and 43, uh, 33 runs, respectively. But again, the power source is Caden Grice. 16 home runs, 63 RBI on the season, all while hitting 300. To take a swig of the coffee there because I'm losing my voice. Uh, so that's the lineup again. Power's not not the name of their game. They are station to station, but they play clean baseball. Um, they steal some bags, and that's Clemson. And it's been really effective the back half of uh, their season. They've been one of the hottest teams in the country. Pitching wise, 4.30 ERA. It's pretty solid. That's number 23 in the country. Uh, they average giving up 4.9 runs per game. It's pretty solid. They that's 21st in the country. And um, they got a top 50 whip. Caden Grice, not only a first baseman, not only the power source in that lineup, but also he is typically the Sunday starter uh, for Clemson. He's got an 8 1 record, a 325 ERA, throws from the left side. He struck out 91 batters, walked 32. Uh, opponents are hitting just 195 against him. If Tennessee plays Clemson on Saturday, I bet they throw him. At this point in time, I've not seen Clemson announce a starter for Friday. So. You know, by the time you hear this, potentially, you know, this could be outdated. But if Clemson makes it to Saturday, I would throw him against Tennessee 100%. That's what I would do. So we'll we'll see what happens. Or if Tennessee and Clemson square off on, on Saturday night. <coughs> Fellow lefty Ethan Darting could be a potential uh, guy that would throw against Tennessee. He's a southpaw as well. Um, he's been pitching on Friday nights here lately. He's 3-2 and two on the season, a 556 ERA and 12 starts. Uh, he's got 23 walks. Opponents are hitting 270 against him, so I really wouldn't want Tennessee to tee off against him if you're Clemson. Also, Austin Gordon's the right-handed starter. He's 2-4, and four, a 441 ERA. He's typically the Saturday guy. He's made 15 starts on the year, but opponents have been scorching him for extra bases. He's given up 17 home runs and 15 doubles while they're hitting 237 against him at the plate. So again, Clemson, better pitching team, but a solid hitting team if, if you want to uh, I, I, that's that's kind of how I would phrase it, if you will. Top to bottom, Clemson's pretty decent with the arms. Um, not a power hitting team, but but good enough. So that's a look at Clemson. And if Tennessee were to play Lipscomb, um, I think that would be the least likely scenario because I think you would see Tennessee 
You know, if you look at the probabilities, again, anything can happen. You got to go out there and play. But if you look at the probabilities, you might think Tennessee would win Friday night. Clemson would win Friday. That means Lipscomb and Charlotte will play an elimination game. And I think Charlotte is so much better than Lipscomb. So there's a potential that one of those two teams would be – actually, there's not a potential. One of those two teams will be out if Tennessee is to win on Friday night. So the Tennessee wouldn't see them. But anyway, Lipscomb is the fourth seed in this Clemson Regional, 36-24. and Uh, They won the A-Sun as a one seed. Uh, 159th ranked strength of schedule, number 90 in the RPI. Again, winning that conference is how you punch your ticket. Um, Offensively, only two regulars hitting over 300, uh, but four have stolen 10-plus bags. Uh, Tennessee played Lipscomb earlier this year in the midweek. Uh, There was no run rule. Tennessee won 10 to nothing anyway. Um, Trace Wilhoyt is the uh, leader with a 3-11 batting average, uh, 65 runs batted in, 17 doubles. Um, Alex Varaga has 21 home runs. Um, actually Austin Kelly and Alex Fraga each have 21 home runs. So that, that, that is obviously noteworthy. They've driven in 62 and 48 runs respectively. Caleb Ketchup, I remember that. Um, he's the shortstop and leadoff man. He has 16 home runs. Um, he has, uh, stolen a team high 30 bags as well. So there, there's some, there's some runners for Lipscomb, uh, for sure. Pitching wise, um, a sun pitcher of the year, Logan Van Treek. Let's see here. He's uh, the Friday night guy. I would assume that they're going to pitch him against Clemson. 8-4 record, a 350 ERA. Uh, Brady Braden-Tucker, he's the Saturday guy. 7-0 record, 15 starts, posting an ERA of 3.54. I'm not sure why he didn't win pitcher of the year. He struck out 86 batters, only walked 27. Uh, the lefty, Noah Thompson, he ended the season as the weekend starter on Sunday. 13 starts, 16 appearances, 6-3 record, and a 407 ERA. So... Again, I'm, I'm throwing a lot of numbers out at you, but I'm just trying to give you a, an audio synopsis on what the Clemson Regional looks like. Again, for the order for Lipscomb, two regulars in the batting order, 300 on the season. Um, that, that's not great. Ten, four have stolen 10-plus bags on the season with, um, obviously, the leadoff man catch-up stealing 30 bags on the season. So that is a look at the Clemson Regional. Um, Andrew Lindsay is going to get the start against uh, Charlotte starter. Uh, where is this? Colin Kramer. Andrew Lindsay, storylines galore, right? I mean, he was a former Charlotte 49er. He pitched for Charlotte in, in 2021, squaring off against his former team. Of course, there's not a whole lot of holdovers there, but still, it's intriguing. I would expect um, Chase Dolander will get the ball in game two. I would expect. Drew Beam to get the get the baseball in in game number three, and then if Tennessee needs a fourth starter on Monday, who is fresh out of the bullpen? Can you patchwork it together? What does Halverson look like? What does Burns look like? What does Sewell look like? What does AJ Russell look like? You know, those are the conversations you have got to ask yourself. But you're going out to win these first three games. That way, you can go home Sunday night or Monday morning, right? Um, the more and more I look at it, the more and more I look at my preview and the numbers and all this type of stuff, and the more and more I talk to some people. I like Tennessee's chances in the Clemson Regional. I do. And that's no disrespect to Clemson. I think they're a fine ball club. I like Tennessee's chances in the Clemson Regional. I do. So uh, we'll have to see. Information overload will be on the preview tomorrow at VolQuest.com. As you listen to the porch here, I appreciate that. Go check out the column I wrote on Tennessee's arms and how they're built for postseason play. I'll have every possible baseball link you could want linked into that preview tomorrow as well. So I'm looking forward to that. I will be on hand. I'll be making the drive down to Clemson tomorrow and uh, bringing you coverage of Tennessee and Charlotte at 6 o'clock. If Tennessee wins, they will play 
on Saturday night at 6 o'clock. If Tennessee loses on Friday night, you will be playing in an elimination game at noon on Saturday. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll continue to update the schedule and put, talk about possibilities as the weekend goes on. Um, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, it, it's, it's go time, baby. It's put up or shut up. I'm excited to see what Tennessee looks like here in the Clemson Regional, and I know you are too. NCAA postseason baseball, it is here, and Luke Lipsius he is going to break it all down. We're going to talk about it with the VFL home run champion himself. That is Luke Lipsius coming up next right here on the porch. But, hey, guys, could not do this podcast without our friends. Spivey Kingman's Spivey LLP. You got a problem, let them find a solution for you. TN Trial Lawyers specializing in criminal defense, family law, and personal injury, such as DUI, homicide assault, all that type of stuff, divorce, custody, alimony, parental rights, personal injuries such as car wrecks, accidents, whatever the case may be. Spivey King and Spivey has 80 years, over 80 years of combined experience uh, that pro- provides legal representation throughout the state and federal courts of Northeast Tennessee. The firm has a vast amount of trial experience, this practice being in place for over 43 years and this partnership forming in 2012, while also having partners who are energized for today's modern legal demands. Practicing primarily in Northeast Tennessee, the Tri-Cities of Sullivan County, as well as Hawkins County, Washington County, and surrounding areas, this firm has won more multiple awards and have attorneys rated by super lawyers in the Mid-South with real trial experience that can help you. Whether you were injured in a car accident, need a divorce, help with custody of your children, or have been accused of a crime, Spivey King and Spivey LLP, they are there to help you. 142 Cherokee Street in Kingsport, Tennessee is where you find them. 423-245-4185. Call that number today for a free consultation. 423-245-4185 or Visit them online at spiveykingandspiveyllp.com. Luke Lipsius coming up next right here on The Porch. Luke, it is now truly a new season. I said last week it's a new season, and, and it was. Regular season was over, but now you enter regional play. Uh, Tennessee's going to be on the road as a two-seed in the Clemson Regional. Clemson was the fourth seed overall, and they'll be the host team, so they're the one, and then Lipscomb and Charlotte's. Uh, round out that region. Tennessee and Charlotte get going Friday at 6 o'clock Eastern time on ESPNU. Uh, quickly, kind of your overall thoughts on Tennessee's draw to the Clemson Regional. Yeah, you know, I'd, I like it a lot. I think um, ever since that Orange Bowl, the true Orange Bowl, there's kind of like a Tennessee-Clemson something or other, even though we don't play each other much. Um, so the fact that we're going to their regional, I think it's super fair. Clemson is a really good team. Um, their park plays like it should. It's a great place to be. Um, but then as far as the three and four seeds in Charlotte and Lipscomb, I think they're fair as well. As long as there's not a right state in our regional, I'm happy. It seems like every single time that we played in a regional, right state was there and uh, the two seed was amazing and all this good stuff. But yeah, I, I think it's a really fair regional. Charlotte's a really good team. They always stack their midweeks. So they won't um, feel any pressure going and playing us. And then Lipscomb, of course, we've already beat them this year. Um, so, you know, I'm, I am looking forward to it. Um, Clemson, really good team and might be the hottest team in baseball right now. So it's going to be a challenge. Um, talking to my buddies, you know, he, he said you got to to be the best. You got to beat the best. And so I think it'll be a, a really good preparer for hopefully if we make a super. But it's going to be some really good baseball. Yeah, I mean, there's two sides of every coin. I mean, I was expecting, and kind of all the chatter of the weekend was, Tennessee will be placed in one of the lower host sites. But when you look at kind of how everything folded out, like Alabama, Kentucky, all, I mean, they're all 
kind of jumbled up right there. And then we're going to put Tennessee mm-hmm. going to an SEC team. So it's interesting that way. But if you were to have gone to Indiana, like the projections said, then at the time the projections were matched up with, you know, number one, Wake Forest. And so it would have been tough. And I know that's not how it, it ended, but it would have been a tougher way to get out of Supers. But this way, if you get out of the Clemson Regional, you take on the winner of the Auburn Regional, which in my opinion is much more doable than, you know, going to Winston-Salem. So I, I feel like, yeah, I mean, it's challenging. Clemson is a good ball club, but it's almost not that bad, if you will, at least kind of going into the week. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd agree that uh, just not having to face the uh, first overall seed in the Super is awesome. But, you know, you still got to make it through the regional. Oh, yeah. um, you can't count out Clemson. They're going to play really good ball. Um, something that people don't think about, actually, is the travel is only like three and a half hours from Knoxville to Clemson, which is just really big. You know, not a long bus ride. Um, you get be able to get there, settle down really easily. So that's that's another thing that kind of plays to our favor. Of course, we are on the road, which hasn't played to our favor. But, um, you know, now's a really good time to show them who we are. And I think they're going to be great, especially after this really long sabbatical, let's call it, that they took. Yeah, and the park, it's not the same, but it's very similar. It's a smaller park, you know, so maybe that can play into Tennessee's a favor a little bit you mentioned the long sabbatical you know we said it a couple of times either want to lose and get out or go win the whole dang thing um it's disappointing tennessee had a horrendous offensive showing in hoover against texas a&m props to the aggies who went on and and made a run of the championship game but um you never want to be held to one hit i thought seth halverson pitched pretty well despite no you know no support with him but um overall thoughts uh, disappointing the day no doubt and i'm not trying to say it wasn't but i do think there's something to coming back staying away from the field for three or you know two or three days getting some scrimmage work in over the weekend all right all right so you're going to this regional here are the teams let's get to work i feel like there's something to that to where you're not just i mean you guys last year were go 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 got back to knoxville and then you know it was time to play uh, a regional yeah, well, like we said last week, you know, I think they lost at the perfect time. Um, <laughs> it, they get that they get that long break afterwards, which is awesome. But then, uh, you know, the the game was frustrating. There were a few balls hit well, but I really think they ran into a, an A and M team that just figured something out in the tournament. You know, they pitched two one hitters. Sadly, it included us, um, but their staff was just amazing. You know, we don't fare that well against lefties, anyways. But you know, credit to A and M. Because what they did in the tournament, making it to the final, um, was awesome. And so if you're going to lose to a team, at least it was a team that made it to the final. Um, now, is there some some concern that we couldn't really do anything offensively? A little bit. You know, you never know how the guys are feeling. But the fact that they're going into a regional, you got to think that they will bring a little more to the table when they start playing that Friday. Um, but as far as pitching goes... Really good to see Halby do well. Um, his past few outings, it's it's been uh, shaky. So seeing him doing well is really good for us going down the stretch. Um, I thought the staff pitched very well. You know, you give up three runs, you should be able to win a ball game. So nothing, nothing against the staff. Um, but yeah, it was it was just kind of disappointing. But again, you get that really long break, go back home. The main thing is the pitchers. They get that uh, rest for their arms. You know, two weeks isn't too much. They're going to be scrimmaging the whole time. If I know V, um, especially with school being out, so it's it's a it's a double edged sword. You would have liked to see them go farther, but them having this long break before a, a big regional away is not bad at all. You know, recoup, uh, get your energy back, uh, get that hunger for playing again, and so I, I think it's going to be good. 
is the scouts out on Tennessee in terms of, okay, you just need to throw a lefty if you can that can locate a fastball early on but has a good breaking ball. seems like every time Tennessee runs into one of those guys, uh, it, it's in for a long day. Not every time, but a lot of times this season. Is it that simple, or and is Tennessee just kind of who Tennessee is right now, or are there ways that you can improve even at this point in the season? You know, it's it's tough to say because um, I mean, there's there's been times when there's been lefties out there and we've done just fine, um, and then we had been playing so well down the stretch that it almost didn't matter. But mm-hmm. if I'm an opposing team, then I'm gonna get my best lefty out there, and he's gonna start because we haven't proven that we consistent can consistently uh, hit lefties well. And so, um, you know, I, I don't know what Charlotte staff is like. They're usually uh, a very juco heavy team that has just a bunch of uh, righty hurlers. So we'll see what they bring at us. Uh, but you know, it's nothing to, to be too worried about, um, especially with just the, the amped up moods and everything of a regional. I think they'll come ready to play that six o'clock game is actually really nice. Um, you got all day to relax, you know, you'll hit in the morning or whatever, and then show up to the park about uh, three or four. So it's, it's a really good schedule for us. Um, and I think they'll be fine. Yeah, it was um, it was Clemson that elected to play the early game on Friday. The winner of Friday's game for Tennessee would play at 6 o'clock. So presumably if Tennessee beat Charlotte, Clemson beat Lipscomb, then they play at 6 o'clock the next night. It, it was interesting. Clemson elected to play the 1 o'clock game on ESPN Plus instead of waiting mm-hmm. around to the nightcap. So I Correct me if I'm wrong, the last two years when you guys hosted regionals, I'm pretty sure you guys played the night game the, the first day both yeah, times, yeah, right? Yeah, normally the one seed, well, from what I my experience, one seed gets the night game, you know, you watch the game before you a little bit as you're warming up or whatever. So, yeah, that's kind of odd that they would elect the first game. Um, I don't know. Maybe they just wanted to have the night to themselves as, as opposed to the day, but who knows yeah. what's going on. All right, so a guy that has played in a whole lot of postseason games, you played in some regionals, some supers, uh, you made a run to Omaha, and you're exactly right. I mean, you know, you, you you don't even need to be worried about like you know who you're going to play in the Auburn Regional, get the supers. Um, it, it, you got to take care of business. And Clemson's one of the hottest teams in the country right now. So, um, but what what changes? Um, it, th- does it feel like a different vibe? Um, the mood in the locker room and the dugout. I mean, obviously it's intensified because you know the season's on the line now. But from your experience playing in regionals, going from the SEC tournament now you know, going into do or die, kind of how, how is that for a player? Yeah. So you try to make it not more than it is, but it is, it's, it's the postseason. It's not, it's not lose or go home, but it might as well be because getting out of a, the double elimination regional, getting out of that losers, bre- losers bracket is extremely difficult. Yep. Um, and so it's, it's just the wins really mean more. Now, with that being said, it's that balance of not putting too much pressure on yourself because things are more amplified um, you know, the, the NCAA is going to do their show. They'll have banners everywhere. A lot of fans will come in and uh, the vibes around the ballpark will be different than a regular season game. But, you know, playing in the SEC every week in front of those crowds, it, it's it prepares you for a regional type experience, especially going down the stretch when games mean more going into the postseason, all that stuff. So the fact that they have experience um, playing at Arkansas, LSU, all these big places, you know, that they'll do just fine in, in Clemson. I think Clemson holds like five or 6,000, whatever it is. So the, it, the atmosphere won't be anything to match. It'll be controlling their emotions 
um, knowing that it's basically win or go home. I think Tennessee, you got to feel really, really great about your starting pitching heading into postseason play. You know, we talked about this last week, and none of those guys pitched because it was just a one day stop in Hoover. But seeing the way Andrew Lindsay went into the ninth, um, two outs away from a complete game shutout, seeing Dolander just shoving it, you know, the best he's looked all year long, seeing Beam responding. I, you know, at this point in time, when we're recording throughout the week and things can change, but my expectation is Tennessee will go. You know, in games one, two, three, Tennessee will go Lindsey, Dolan, or Beam, and then, you know, play by ear for that fourth game if you need it. Um, you got to feel good. I wrote a column over on, on the site this week about, you know, this is how good teams are built. You're built for this time of the year because you have so many different options. Halverson, Burns, Sewell, Russell. It just feels like Tennessee is one of the best teams in that regard in the country uh, to, to, not, to never ru- really run out of options this time of the year on the mound. Yeah, you're right. We are one of the better equipped teams as far as pitching goes, you know, and uh, it's the perfect time for our starting pitchers, especially to have done well. Lindsay has been on an absolute tear, been pitching so well. Dolly has looked like himself, like you said, and of course, Bean bounced back. So um, the fact that we got three guys that ideally will go six or seven and then you got such a deep bullpen, it sets us up for not only three games, um, but for if we necessarily need to play that fourth, uh, we can rest a little bit easier, even though it is so hard to get out of that loser's bracket. But with the starters pitching like they have been, a lot of confidence. And I know the team knows that. V's preaching that. Everyone's preaching that. Um, So it's, again, it's great. How does the preparation change? I know you mentioned earlier that you try not to make it more than what it is, but it still is, right? But how does the preparation change? Because, you know, going into a normal three-game series on the road, you know, but now you you could play three, you know, three different teams potentially over the course of the weekend. Uh, how does that change in the in the days leading up to the regional? Yeah, you know, the, the preparation has always been basically the exact same. As far as V and how he runs the program, uh, the more consistent you can be in your routines, the way you practice, all that stuff, the better off you're going to be. So their practices are going to look almost exactly alike what it would be just for a regular weekend series. Now, with that being said, because of the two-week break, um, they'll be scrimmaging a little bit more. So I think that plays into our favor with those guys, and especially me. The scrimmages get boring after a while. You want to play another team. Um, and so that, that that's really the only difference. Um, the only other thing, as far as more when games come around, um, you're not playing that same team three times. You're playing – possibly three uh, or two different teams. So there's not as much uh, getting used to their hitters. Um, you really have to look at the cards and be in tune with that. But that doesn't play into the preparation necessarily. It's just kind of something to keep in the back of your mind. Like you won't, won't really be able to settle in. All right, man. So Tennessee regional bound going to the Clemson regional this uh, upcoming weekend. Really, really looking forward to that. I think Tennessee – um, you know, on paper, I've said it all year long, even when they were struggling on paper, you have the ingredients to make a run in June. You do uh, because of the arms, because of the lineups and especially the bats came around towards the end of the season. Um, I'm not asking you for a bowl prediction. You know, Tennessee wins this game, loses this game, runs the table, you know, whatever. But give me what do you expect in this weekend? Like maybe a player that's going to, you know, have a moment or, you know, a, a guy out of the bullpen that'll be locked down. I mean, do, do you have any topic? Could you see anything like that happening this weekend from one of these guys? You know, it's it's tough to say because everyone has been playing so well. So I could say any of them to have a good weekend. But I will tell you, someone who I'm hoping has a good weekend is, you could probably guess it, 
Blake Burke. Um, he's been kind of iffy down the stretch. So f- for him to turn it around right now, it would be absolutely huge for the team. Just having that big power bat, great uh, hand-eye guy to get on base, hit doubles, homers, whatever. Um, when you need them the most. Um, As far as other people go, you know, I think Burns will be pretty locked down in the back of that pen, um, and then the starters will just do what they do. But it's hard to say, you know, how can anyone break out when they've already been doing so well, you know? (laughs) Knowing what he's capable of and knowing that he's so much better than the way he's hit at points in times this season, uh, but but who he is right now, regional play, kind of where would you bat Blake Burke in the order? He was seventh at the SEC tournament. He was lead off there for that game in South Carolina, mm-hmm. but uh, last two games he has not been in his normal three four slot. Yeah, um, well, I, I don't think he's going to bat lead off, <laughs> uh, but I do think we'll see him not too far outside of that power spot, maybe like a five or six. Mm-hmm. Um, just take the pressure off, you know. Still give him RBI chances, but I tell you what, mentally it is a big difference between that three hole, four hole, and then the five six hole. You know, you're still in that kind of cleanup spot so to speak you know um but it does take the pressure off you i'd like to see him around there especially with the guys before him hitting so well uh but we'll we'll see what v wants to do with them um and and hopefully he breaks out before i let you go i do got to ask about uh one of your former teammates um pitched in a major league baseball game yesterday and he was one of your teammates last year ben joyce made his major league debut earlier this week I think he threw 12 pitches, 11 of which were over 100 miles an hour, 10 of which were sinkers. Uh, what do you think, man? Ben Joy's getting the call up, and he looked really, really good. Well, before we get into the actual outing, I think uh, when all of my buddies and I were talking about it, we all knew that he was probably going to be fast-tracked to the MLB. So I don't think anyone was really surprised when he got called up. Everyone was just super excited for him. Now, as far as the outing goes, absolutely electric. When he starts off a guy – 102 and then comes right back and dots 101 or whatever it is it's pretty amazing you he set the tone right there you know he throws that cutter which um the announcers and i agreed probably not the best pitch selection but you didn't see another one for the rest of the outing <laughs> and rightfully so i mean two more two k's and then a, a pop-up but it's, it's just so cool to see him out there and not letting the moment get too big you know he in your debut, especially with a guy that throws so hard, he's not necessarily known for his accuracy, even though he might as well have been a Kyle Hendricks when he when he went out there. He was dotting so well. Um, it was just so cool to see him out there, you know, and, and in the Angels uniform, playing in the bigs, reaching the show. You know, I, I texted him and stuff, just congratulated him. Um, what I would have liked to see, even though they weren't teammates, I would have liked to see Crochet duel against him that inning. You know, they brought in Hendricks, uh, which was really cool after what he's been through. But I was like, come on, bring in Crochet. Uh, Just have those two balls going at it. But again, Ben Joyce, uh, I think he's going to have a really good career. So excited for him. Um, And he he deserves it all. He's such a hard worker. Yeah, no doubt. A lot of good stuff from Major League Baseball. A couple good stories, especially from that series uh, with Ben Joyce uh, making his uh, Major League Baseball debut and Liam Hendricks coming back after everything he's fought through that was some awesome stuff hey Luke hope to do this again next week man we'll see if Tennessee can make it out of the Clemson Regional and you know if so we'll we'll break it all down from there but uh I appreciate you as always and uh we'll see what Tennessee can do this weekend yeah thanks so much hope to see you next week